0: I'm glad we played this one second, actually, because if I'd come off of this and played Reloaded, I might have felt differently about it, you know? Right, we might have been a bit harsher on it.
1: Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Dan. Today, we're going back to the world of Portal, as we've hinted before. Portal Stories, Mel. One that came out... 2015. Yeah, 2015. Overwhelmingly positive, not surprised in reviews with over... And it's just some ridiculous number of reviews as well. (laughs) It's a free mod. So as we said before, no reason not to play it. If you like Portal Games, play it. And really, you should play it before we talk about it, because we'll give everything away when we start talking about it. Developer and publisher is Prism Game Studios. And it took me about 12 hours to play, but I think it took you eight.
0: Some like that. I've got maybe 10, I think, by the end of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, between 8 and 10. It's definitely worth a shot, though, this one. I, I like this. This is probably my favourite one so far. It won Best Fan Creation at the Game Awards in 2015. It also won Mod of the Year uh, as well, so in the same year. Deserved. I'm frankly surprised that they didn't charge money for this.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I think... Of the three that we have played so far for the podcast, this is definitely my favorite. Definitely had some really frustrating parts in it. Oh, yeah. But overall, this felt the most to me like a full Portal game. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Reloaded, as we talked about before. But this one,
0: there's just something about it that feels more complete. I'm glad you played this one second, actually, because... If I'd come off of this and played Reloaded, I might have felt differently about it, you know? Right. We might have been a bit harsher on it. Mel, I don't know what
1: happened with me, but I started the game, got about two hours into it, and then ended
0: up just putting it away for a year, two years, something like that. Well, partly because I think we talked about it and you said, let's do it for the podcast. so maybe that's why you didn't go back. But I can understand why you quit. I would have probably have quit as well because this game is hard, man. It's so hard. And right from the beginning. Yeah, they I mean, don't mess around. <laughs> it gets yeah. easier as the game goes on, I thought.
1: Like, well, there were definitely easier sections, I Yeah,
0: think. but those first few chambers, man, were like, holy moly, this is hard. Well,
1: we're going to talk about that when we get to the spoiler section. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it. In fact, I mean, I think that's probably where we'll leave it for this section. Portal Stories Metal, it is free. It is very well reviewed, it has been out since 2015 so most of the bugs have been worked out. It's a fairly solid portal game and I would definitely recommend that you play it. And when you do you can come back, but as I suspect most of you have already played it, let's jump into the spoiler section. We're going to start in 1952. Yes. Cave Johnson is playing on the train, like we're on a train. And
0: Straight out of Half Life.
1: His recording is playing, explaining what's going on, but the same Cave Johnson type of jokes that we have become used to. Harry Callahan does the voice for this, and. Just spot on. Just, just spot on. I mean, it's not. You wouldn't listen to that and go, I think that's J.K. Simmons. No, of course but not. The cadence. Yeah, The way, just the the dialogue that is used, everything about this feels like Cave Johnson. And this is when I first told you about this. I was like, you've got to play this. Yeah. It was because of this scene. Okay. <laughs> it was because of these two things. The Cave Johnson bits at the beginning and also Aperture Town. Yeah. It's just amazing and not something i expected when i jumped into this when i first jumped into mel i didn't really know anything about it i thought it's just going to be a few chambers it's free it can't be very big and it can't be very
0: fully voiced and have a story (laughs) and what and have this
1: whole little town designed for you to walk around and look in
0: and see what this was like. Although, to be honest, I did think like, oh, is this the hub? I thought this was going to be like a main focus of the game. Well, hopefully in the future
1: we get one like that because this could be a great hub.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because there's a little factory off to the side, there's the apartment complex, and they're all really decked out. There's a lot of details going into this. It's like, And that was all just window dressing, you know? It was like, wow, holy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty really much. To town.
1: They put a lot of effort into. The, I mean, you take a long time before you actually get to play. And there's really.
0: cars and stuff like old 1950s cars and stuff just parked around. There's a hotel there, you know, everything. But I loved the train ride in the right at the very beginning because this is directly from Half Life and. Uh, the second one, right? The first one the first one is it from the first one? so when you there is a train ride in the second one they put the train ride in the second one as like an homage to the first one i guess but the the first one the train rides i actually went through and with a stopwatch to see which one was longer in half-life the train ride was a whopping five minutes and 20 seconds from intro to all the credits run you go through the whole black mesa facility and then you arrive at barney and then you get off and then the game starts In this, it's only 2 minutes and 50 for Mel, but then you've got a 3 minute and 20 elevator ride as well. So it's like, poor stories, Mel actually wins. (laughs) If you combine both of them together. Well, that elevator as well, it's not boring. There's
1: all sorts of people walking around. And
0: that's the thing. It's like, this is why they did it. They conscientiously did that in one, in in Half-Life. And they've done it again here is because what it does is, it gives this sense of depth to the facility. You're like... Whoa! This place is really big and really deep as well. Something that I wrote down here—I'm not going to say it does better than the originals, but something that it expands on is that it gives more depth to the facility. In Portal One, you don't really have as—yeah, yeah. yeah There's behind-the-scenes stuff. It's not until Portal Two where you're like you go all the way down to the into the salt mines. In this one, I think it does even more as like it really pushes home that whole this place is. Big, really big. Well, and in his dialogue
1: as well, he is saying things like, Well, they told me <laughs> in Cave Johnson fashion, <laughs> you can't build something over a huge empty space. Well, I showed them, we're inventing spheres so that we can do all sorts of things above this empty space.
0: I do that. I, I pay the bills here. So after lots of discussion and what and, is and, and After lots of discussion and lots of you're fired, <laughs> I came up with this. Absolutely, yeah, the dialogue, no, no just not dialogue, the monologue in this game is fantastic, man, it's really good. But then you've got the line
1: as well, I think it's still while you're on the train, where he talks to his assistant. Uh, you're about to arrive into the station. Station, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephen, how how many O's in station, and where do they go? Yeah, well that that's Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed it, but when you finally do get out and you're... They've crossed out. Yeah, Yeah. they've made a sign that says stay shooting and they've crossed out one of I
0: wondered about that as well. Like, (laughs) is that a joke that they put in or is that something that they did a typo and then they recorded a line of dialogue afterwards and just kept it in? I've got no idea. There must be a story behind this.
1: I feel like this is on purpose, that they did the line in the dialogue and then they went, oh, we could just actually put that in the game and that would be funny as well.
0: Right, right. But yeah, on that train ride, the one thing that disappointed me was I was kind of hoping to see (laughs) G-Man, because in Half-Life, you get to see G-Man, I think a couple of times actually on the train ride, maybe just once. You have not played Half-Life, so not huge spoilers, but he's a guy carrying a briefcase basically. He's really important to the Half-Life games. Well, not important to the games, but important to the lore, I guess. But yeah, I was half expecting him to pop up. But they do, instead of G-Man, you've got nice foreshadowing of the crow that kind of uh, flies off into the distance. Several times throughout the game, actually, you bump into that crow. Was it? Oh, I didn't notice. Ah, okay. Yeah, the the train ride, the the very long intro, it gives you this depth, which is how we both kind of learned in the Beginner's Guide, I think, is that the source engine is really great for these huge... like mapping out these really large areas with huge corridors and stuff. And yeah, they take advantage of the engine and... This is, this is a cool intro, really. I, I liked it. Some people might find it boring, clocking in at a massive six minutes almost for just idling, basically. But like you said, funny monologue, lots of backstory, and lots of things to look at. Yeah, and they've put
1: so much of the assets in there. You've got the award cabinet. Yep. <laughs> Sh- shower curtain salesman of the year. There's some sort of second place award for science. Yeah. <laughs> you see Caroline's portrait up on the wall even in the walkthrough i think that we ended up watching the the same playthrough and (laughs) i think everybody must do this walk behind the desk and stare at her image for a few
0: minutes and then walk (laughs) Oh, okay i didn't watch the play i didn't watch the walkthrough for this one because I I basically i recorded everything of this but there's just this moment where you see that
1: and you just have to look at it Mm. and then you can walk away It's just wonderful. All the different Cave Johnson portraits as well. You have from the different eras. Yeah. It's just great that they put all these little things in there. And then you get to your sleeping chamber, which also has a Cave Johnson (laughs) portrait on the wall. You get in and then you wake up and it's very apparent right away that everything is different. Yeah, And everything is... I mean, there's this whole underground, beautiful area with a river running through it. And you get on, everything is post-apocalyptic. It's dirty, it's broken, doors are now blocked from you. You have to know Portal before you play this.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Whereas when we talked about Reloaded, it's like lots of scaffolding, lots of tutorials. Here's what we're doing. We're, We're basically teaching the whole game again. This is like, nope, if you don't know Portal 2, then don't bother playing this.
1: You need to know gels, you need to know momentum, you need to
0: know this right now or else you'd get no further in this game. You need to know about it. even just like looking through gaps to place portals in the in the back of walls, like through other rooms to get places. That'll be what's accounting for this really very high difficulty ramp for me anyway, is that the, the initial game is just like, blam, in your face, slap to the face, whatever you want to call it. And we didn't even play the hard version. In the menu, theres uh, I didn't realize this until after I'd finished it. When I was going through, I was like, can I chapter select to like go back and just get video footage for puzzles that we're going to talk about? You can't. You've got to play them chapter by chapter. But then I noticed there's one called Advanced Mode. I was like, oh, what's Advanced Mode? Advanced Mode is the original game. And Story Mode is for what is known as the whiners. So we played the whiners mode. Well, and it was still hard.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of whiners, I'm just going to say, I don't like Virgil. Virgil is
0: the the, uh, Scandinavian
1: guy, uh, the Scandinavian core. And unlike Aperture Tag, where I couldn't quite tell if it was the delivery or the lines, I feel like the lines, most of them are pretty spot on. It's delivery in this one. And this is a preference thing. I don't think that I mean, with so many positive reviews, it can't be that he got on everybody's nerves, but he's very whiny. I didn't mind him. I noticed some... No, not, I'm not saying just his voice. A lot of the dialogue they they've chosen for him is also very whiny. Like, oh, we can't get through a door again. Oh, there's something in our way. Yeah, that's the whole game. That's yeah. the whole game. And then at the end, when he's thanking you, he thanks you like three times. It's like, oh, th- There's a limit. There's a <laughs> limit. You should have saved this one. For the final one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I did like the ending, jumping right to the end. I did like the end because poor games are all about getting backstabbed, getting crushed, killed, maimed, destroyed. Where this is just like, no, I was always on your side. You helped me, I helped you. And now we both benefit. I I like that. I did. It was something different.
1: I guess, though. I wonder if they were trying to set up that we might be betrayed because he kept... Saying things like, oh yeah, and
0: I can do the elevator for you too. As though it was like yeah, a secondary he was, thought. He was hinting like, the entire game I was like, we're getting screwed at the end, aren't we? But we, we didn't. Maybe they just put that in because they were like, well, we haven't decided if we're going to screw you or not in the development stage. Maybe we will. But now that the the writing, there was some parts where, I mean, they use the same thing like, oh, that actually worked. He says that like three times. It's like, mm, yeah, we've done that. We've done that joke now. Maybe some issues with writing, but I didn't have a problem with Virgil. I uh, think the problem is Stephen Merchant is just so amazing on in Portal to 2 <laughs> that
1: That's nothing, unfair. nothing can. GLaDOS is also, mm-hmm. she is spot on every line in Portal 2 and in Portal 1 as well. So when you come to this, I couldn't help but sometimes... Envisioned Stephen Merchant saying some of the same stuff and going, "Ah, he would have tweaked it just a little bit or the timing would be just a little bit different and it would work just a bit better. But that being said, for a free game, this is amazingly well voiced. Yeah. It's just unfairly from me being compared to Portal 2 and it will never quite be there. But at the same time, also being compared to Portal Reloaded and also, unfortunately, being compared... To the Cave Johnson that we just had.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because he pretends to be Cave Johnson as well. Very terribly. But, but that's purpose. part of the
1: story. So honestly, that
0: works. honestly, man, I, when I played this, I thought I was going crazy because I was like, You wait, sent me a message. Wait, did they like? I, I think the, the message I sent you, were they paying Harry by the hour? Because he got about <laughs> 10 minutes into the game and then they're like, All right, money's up. Hey, Stig, you're on. <laughs> Do your best Cave Johnson impression. I was confused, man. I was confused. But, like you said, explicitly, like a few chambers in. But if you haven't already guessed by that point, it's like, oh, I'm totally not Cave Johnson, by the way. Like, ah, oh, phew. I wasn't just going insane. Do I smell toast?
1: There were a few other areas. I didn't find all of them because there's an achievement for this. But there are some other buttons that you can find that have more actual Cave Johnson recordings.
0: Oh yeah, I found some I, I thought there was only one section. There's like one of the like all the vitrified chambers that you can click on the intercoms and then they'll tell you a little bit about the room that's inside. Oh, that's not I found one that well
1: maybe it's the same area, but the one I found was talking about propulsion gel. Okay. <laughs> uh smokers, you may not want oh, to I go into this one. room. We thought adding gasoline to the propulsion gel would uh give it some interesting properties, but it really just uh Sets you on fire if you (laughs) run on it. (laughs) But that's, that's again, part of the problem though, is just that Harry Callahan for me as a voice actor is fantastic, especially when it comes to portal stuff. And then we get somebody else who's just not quite as good. And we get him for the majority of the game reloaded. We had Harry do the voice for the computer and it was kind of spot on. Right. And so then I'm having a full game with him. And then Cave Johnson with him, and then this, and I went, oh, this is not quite the same. Yeah. But, again, for a free game, very well voiced, and he doesn't do a terrible job. Like, I wouldn't say it's more a... I think this is a subjective preference.
0: Better than the other one we did. Better than Aperture Tag, yeah. Aperture Tag, that's right, yeah. Where I was really
1: just annoyed all the time this one i was just going eh, it's just not quite as good as i would like it to
0: be one thing before i forget though let me just touch again on the hard advanced mode and story mode <laughs> is i did go back and play a little bit of, of advanced mode just to see if there were any really big differences there are right from the get-go so at the point we're talking about now where the facility's all been destroyed and stuff you have to escape the building, right? So you have to basically teleport down and out and through the window to get outside again. Bit of momentum, yeah. So the floor pad is not there in the advanced mode. That's why there's that other room with the gels. I assumed that there must be something you could do with it, but Uh, I couldn't
1: seem to figure it
0: out. And that's the problem, is that throughout my play of story mode, whiner mode, is that I was finding stuff going that's redundant. I don't need that cube. Or why would I need to do that? Or well, what's the purpose of this part here? Why do you need this blue gel to jump there? That doesn't make any sense. And it's because... I thought they were just being very forgiving. Ah, okay. <laughs> but but that, that's the thing. It's like this had a purpose, but then they made it easier. So now you don't need it anymore. And rather than remove everything and repurpose everything and re- basically redesign the whole level, they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll take that out. So that one was the first one where you're like, yeah, that whole gel room doesn't make any sense other than maybe like, oh, it was a gel testing station. Doesn't really make sense. And the other one that I noticed, I only played about 30 minutes of it. The next big difference was in the room where, remember, there's like a tower and you have to orange gel across, blue jump over. It's easy in the story mode because rather than go across there, you can actually look up into it and put a portal there, and then just set up the orange thing, grab the cube, jump through, and you're across to the other other side. Yeah, easy when you finally realize Easy that. when you know yeah. how to do it, yeah. But in the advanced mode, that entire top section is blocked off. So, so that you things. can't see it? So you can't do it from this side. So it's things like that. Basically, it felt to me like it was a lot more busy work, basically. Just little things that would have just annoyed me, <laughs> to be honest. But... It is the original game, and it is a lot harder. I know that a lot of people are unhappy with the fact that they dumbed it down, basically. And I do want to talk about that at the end, about difficulty in games. I think it's worth addressing at the end. Definitely not now, though. Let's go for it. In talking about that, though, the whole... (laughs) I know that we're all inside,
1: that the whole thing is inside. Mm -hmm. But there are some that they feel outside. Yes. And every one of them that was outside which is the majority of the beginning of the game and quite a lot towards the end of the game i didn't like as much here i think partly because yeah they're immediately jumping you into what are some tricky puzzles they're not letting you start off gently they're not building it up but also just because i didn't know where i was going a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and that didn't feel fair right And it was such a relief when you finally, for me, get to I think it's chapter three where you finally get back into chambers again. Yeah, and oh, I'm back back home again. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what it felt like. I was like, oh, I'm home, (laughs) and it just feels so much easier. I don't think necessarily the puzzles are necessarily easier, but I know where I'm going right from the beginning, and most of what I'm looking at. I can see everything I have available. Yes. In the outside areas, there was always a part of me that was wondering, is there a cube somewhere nearby that I'm just not seeing? Is there a set of white tiles that are just super tiny and I can't
0: see? I found that, especially with one of them in particular, where it's like, oh, there's a tile right there that I can use or, or something. There was always like something missing. I do like the outside park because it's got more exploration and I enjoyed walking around the facility. Again, this is something that maybe uh they've expanded on from Portal 2 is that there's definitely more walking around and more facility exploration. There's entire rooms that you think, oh, there's there's blue gel dripping on the ground here. It's like, okay, this room's a puzzle. It's like, no, you just walk out that door over there. <laughs> there's there's nothing there's nothing to solve here. I like that, but It was good to get back inside and be like, okay, I can focus now. It's like, I know exactly. This is is my little domain. Let's go. Well, let's talk a little bit about
1: getting through. So when you first get out of the sleeping area Mm -hmm. and you get into the generator switches that are on what looks like a train.
0: Yeah. I thought, oh, here's the mechanic for the game. Barely comes up again.
1: So here's the station sign. Yeah. But there's the red grill. Yep. And you can turn the power off to get through and then you have to turn it back on so that you can can throw the other switches, which I don't think we ever turn the switch back on again. I think this is the only time in the whole.
0: You you have to switch the power back on. Once you've got through the red grill, you got to go back, switch it on, but use your portal to get behind it.
1: But what I'm saying is I don't think there's another point ever in the game where you use the same switch twice like this. A power switch. Oh, no, no, there isn't. And it, it felt very weird to have to do it here if we weren't going to be using it again. Yeah, lately.
0: and that's what I mean. It's like, I thought, oh, they're setting it up. This is going to be one of the puzzle mechanics where switch stuff off, do something, switch power on, finish something. It's like, all right, I kind of know what I'm gearing up for. Maybe in the advanced mode, there's more of this type of stuff and it just got too complicated and maybe they just decided to get rid of it. I don't know, but it felt like they were introducing a mechanic that they never got around to doing.
1: There aren't a lot of new mechanics that they've added. The one is the red grill, the red emancipation grill, which you at first were like, why do we need this? Why not just lasers? Yeah. But the trick of it is you can't shoot portals through it, but you can see through it. So they could have just made it a glass wall that moves, but perhaps it's easier to program. Just change the blue to red. (laughs) So perhaps that's why. But the big thing about the first part is Get this hatch open so you can get through. But again, watching a playthrough, I mean, they, they've they obviously played it through before. The one I watched anyway. It's not somebody who's stumbling around looking for where it is the place to put the portal. Yeah. Which I was doing a lot in this opening section.
0: And thankfully, this video that I've recorded, I didn't record any of my first initial playthrough. Because it would have been an absolute mess. This one, it looks semi-competent. But yeah, there was a lot of, even that first part, yeah, when you get through the vault door, basically, and I was like, where am I going? There's like a tiny little wall eventually that you've got to find. There's a lot of that in this game where you're like looking for places to put portals. Not pixel hunting, but to a degree, anyway. At least you can zoom in. It's one thing
1: that I don't think we mentioned when we played Reloaded is that by adding the third type of portal, Mm. at least on the controller, it got rid of the zoom function.
0: You can wheel up and down for that. So you
1: still could? You still could. Okay. Maybe it was a different button that I didn't map it to, but I did find that I really missed that and reloaded. And so when I was playing in Mel and I was looking for the places to put
0: portals, it was so nice to have a zoom function again. <laughs> yeah. I rarely use the zoom function in in the portal games, but I used it a lot in this, actually. There is a lot of, yeah, looking for places to put them. So yeah, I was glad to have it. I think the one thing that they're trying to set up from the early game anyway is there's going to be a lot of cube conservation, basically. That's that's what they're trying to hint at is there are devious, devious ways to get cubes from point A to point B. Once you know how to do it, like stand on a thing, drop the Emancipation grow, shoot a portal through there, and then basically you're just like tunneling in through the back door to take the cube and quietly zip back out again. I like that. It's like it's like stealing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this is back to your Talos principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. But no, it's pretty cool. You get like a nice mention of the uh, the Borealis in this as well, which is cool. It's always good to have some nice name drops and some lore and stuff. The Borealis is the boat that I think, yeah, you can find the Borealis dry dock in Portal 2. Basically, the Borealis was a boat because at one point it's like, oh, they got on that boat or something like that. The Borealis is basically the, was it the Manhattan Project? The Philadelphia Experiment? The one where supposedly a giant ship disappeared? The Borealis basically is like part of Half-Life and portal mythos lore kind of stuff. And it's a boat that this basically vanished one day. So they think that it had a huge portal device inside it that could transport like entire city blocks basically. And in Half-Life 2, it gets brought up and it's the reason why maybe the Combine are looking for it because they're looking for teleportation technology as well. Yeah, it's just all these little things adding to story again. It's, like, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a, it was a nice little name drop for me. Even within this one, though, you have things
1: like Mel was in the Nuremberg Olympics.
0: That kind of got me thinking, is like, is this like an alternative history? Is well, it must like... be
1: because they make reference to a president that was not. Like somebody who ran for president but did not win.
0: Yeah, they said blah, 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 is still president. It's like, I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> the thing is, though, my American history is so bad. I was like, oh, maybe it is. I've got no idea. Delete that. I'll eat <laughs> But it gets brought up a bit often. Does it? Like Virgil, ta- no,
1: the Olympics thing. Virgil all talks the Oli- about the yes. Olympics it's like, it feels like every three chambers
0: is mentioned <laughs> again. Yeah, you can't open that door. Not very strong for an Olympian, are you? It's like, it's corroded shut. What do you think I am? The Hulk? <laughs> One level
1: here where Momentum is a key player and gels, and like you were saying, the whole conservation of cubes, it's where Aegis is introduced. Oh, okay. Yeah. About to attack. But the funny thing for me was Aegis is going to start filling the whole area with a toxic goo. Yeah. And Virgil says, oh, you better hurry, Run. run. And I hadn't finished solving the puzzle yet. So I was here for like another half hour still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because there was a step I was missing and I just couldn't seem to quite get it. And every time I would die, I'd have to hear that dialogue bit again and go, yeah, well, I'm still, I still can't go any faster. Like I thought for a second, I must be really close to the end because (laughs) I've done that. I'll just see here because they're is probably an achievement so i'll sit here and i will see if there's an achievement for not running yeah there wasn't and i didn't need to sit there because my own brain would make me sit there because it wouldn't finish solving the puzzle
0: as soon as you say it's filling it up i just look down at the bottom and like is that rising is it and i stood there for like 10 minutes going it's not moving all right all right i'm fine (laughs) this is a false alarm false alarm let's just solve that at our leisure
1: it's in this section where you also get your firefighter achievement for oh, putting yeah. out your first fire. Water, it only comes into play a couple times, and it's pretty much always for the same thing. Yeah, just to... Put out a fire clear that a path. happens to be there. Yeah. There is one thing here where you have to... I mean, maybe you don't have to, but I did this, and the playthrough I watched also did this. There is a section where the white tiles are too high but there are wooden crates so you can take the wooden crates and pile them up and jump on two of them to jump through yeah it felt very weird that felt very half-life to me in any other game this works and i wouldn't even think about it but in portal this feels very weird (laughs) as does uh, right into the next section when we're about to get virgil and we have to turn on the power, and now there's electricity flowing through the water, and we have to jump across some garbage and desks to avoid being electrocuted. That doesn't feel portal to
0: me. Yeah, again, that's completely out of Half Life. You do that so many times in Half Life. It's like they basically just have taken that from Half Life and like we'll put it in a portal game now. Okay, but that doesn't Which is feel maybe portal. It feels so. out of place. Yeah, it's like no,
1: I, I have a portal gun make me use the portal gun i want to shoot portals and jump through and do crazy things yeah i don't want to walk across some some desks but also yeah. just again for me the first person platforming is really awkward and the number of times in this game i accidentally walked off the edge as i was trying to get close enough to make a jump or i i would jump too far or just not quite enough because i don't have a real sense of where my boundaries are yeah it, it just didn't work as well for me could you play this third person no i didn't no i don't i don't think you can i don't think that's an option okay but even if i could i wouldn't want to it wouldn't feel portal to me to play a right. third person in some ways even more awkward aiming would be hard aiming would be hard and if you're looking third person over the shoulder Aiming yourself through some
0: of the portals for momentum seems like that wouldn't work as well. Yeah. What I would like, though, rather than taking Half-Life elements and putting them in a Portal game, I would love to see the Portal gun in a Half-Life game. I wonder if they've got a mod for that. Probably. Probably. You'll have to go looking for that one. It is in this
1: area, after we finally pick up Virgil and we get him onto a management track, that we can... <laughs> management track. <laughs> forgotten that name, yeah. We can finally get back to test chambers. And like I said before, it just felt like home again. And it's just done so well. Once you get to this point, it feels easy because everything else up until this point had felt a bit confusing and I didn't know where I was going. And suddenly it feels right again. And I'm wondering how much this would change in the advanced section. Because at first, this felt easy. Now, I'm not going to say that all of them were easy, but they felt easy. and A lot
0: easier, yeah.
1: And I think... Part of that is, again, not necessarily the puzzles themselves, but just test chambers limit what you have. And you can see what you have. You can see where you need to go much easier than when you're in the
0: outside apocalyptic world. It might just be a different skill set, man. You know, maybe what we're saying is like, oh, this was really hard. Maybe someone found that really easy because of the opposite. They're like, oh, it's very open. So I know that I have to, I have to be thinking out of the box. So it was easy for me. But once I get contained in inside something... It's harder maybe for them, I don't know. But this definitely, the whole second section of the game, the mid-game, basically, I was flying and it was felt good and I was making good progress. It was good because otherwise I might have been pretty cheesed off with it, you know? In this
1: section, this is where they start to add pretty much everything else. We're going to now see light tunnels, light bridges, aerial faith plates, turrets, kind of everything comes back into play a bit at a set. time. Yeah. Whereas, really, that opening section is pretty much just momentum and gels.
0: Yeah, I think in the early game as well. I mean, or maybe it's now in the mid game when you get in here. Again, there's another nice little uh, joke in there. That, uh, what was it. They say he says something like blah blah blah. You know, they're trying to make a third chamber. It's like some people just can't count to three. Did you, did you hear <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> and because of that, now I've seen a
1: number of five second YouTube clips of people. <laughs> trying to get them to count to three or say yes to ah, three yeah, yeah. there's one that's the shortest interview ever or something it's about six seconds yeah where where the interview just says so i'm just going to uh, throw this question out here i know there's probably not a good answer but uh half life three and just turns and walks away <laughs> <laughs> and you can see games just about to He's just, he's just beginning to smile, like realizing what has happened, but it's only six seconds. So he didn't even have time to really react to it, Um, which is um, like, yeah,
0: there must be one where I was like, okay, Gabe, what comes after two? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's a good little dig. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Half-life, half-life three with portals. Make it happen. Make it happen.
1: (laughs) This is where, yeah, I, I was just having fun. And I think that I made a mistake back when we were talking about Porter Reloaded. I think that this is the area where I jumped on the Aerial Faith Place kind of back and forth. I don't think that was ah, okay. Reloaded. I think that was this game. Uh, as I said in that episode, we played these back to back. So it's <laughs> it is very likely that in both of these episodes, we're confusing a little bit here right. and there. But I just, I just loved it again. It was just fun. There's also the chamber that you have to solve in three different ways. Because you have to keep looping around. And then it changes slightly. There's
0: Oh yeah, he's like, we'll make it harder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is really fun. And that has been some of the best workshop levels for me that I found is a section that it starts off one way, and then you'll have the whole chamber will shift once you Ah, solve a part of the puzzle. And you have to realize, oh, this is a very different puzzle now, or I have to think about it differently. Right. Or you'll have a series of one, two, three, four where they have the same chamber, but they just keep changing it slightly. So when you go through the different ones, that's what happens. And so to see it in this game is like, oh yeah, this is maybe where that came from, or maybe they saw that that was happening and incorporated it into the game. I really enjoyed that though. Right. (laughs) Get on the catwalk, walk around, do it again.
0: I think you got to do it it three times, isn't it? Three times, yeah. I was confused at that one. That one stumped me for a bit, because I was like, how do you get... The last, how do you get the door open? The longest time I was like, that laser, I don't know. I just, I was just confused by this. Oh yeah, you just pop two portals in, but you have to have that other one set up first and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it was, it's good in the end. It's good in the end.
1: Yeah, but this also does something that I see a lot in workshops where you're leaping over a bottomless chasm Mm -hmm. and that it's a chamber but with a bottomless chasm right in the middle of it. And right. that's quite a common feature as well. But it works. It works very well in this
0: one. Because there's even, there's, there's even that room where, speaking about red herrings, there's a lot of red herrings in this game. One of them was that room where, I want to say it's like this chamber, but it's like there's a little house in the middle. And you go down and it's like, oh, you, you can't get in there. And they're like, how do we get in there? You can see a test inside. The answer is oh, you just jump on the roof and walk over it to get to the, the elevator. <laughs> That's it. Like, oh, next up
1: though is more testing chambers, but we're going to get into the this
0: is where we get an organic outside. complications. Yeah, the organic.
1: Yeah, because
0: Aegis is
1: tracking us, so he's like oh. because of life signs. So maybe if there's more plant life, it'll confuse it. Yeah, and it works for a little bit. This is the very beginning of this one, though. Is a very big joke. Yeah, the password. <laughs> let me try password, let me try 000, let me try 1234, and we have just a giant button that says manual override, Yeah, you just
0: push that. I think at one point as well, he's like, one of the passwords is Black Mesa sucks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We
0: have, early on in this one, there is
1: a fun double tunnel puzzle, where there is a blue tunnel going one direction, and then you have to get a cube, all the way to the other side over a little island and to the other end of the hallway where you can place the cube and now you have an orange tunnel yes and so, so in
0: my case a purple tunnel
1: because if you put them together
0: yeah. <laughs> you get
1: purple and i did it too
0: <laughs> and we both posted screenshots of it <laughs>
1: That was a good puzzle. That was a hard puzzle, but... That's was... exactly what I was going to say. It's good, but it's hard. It took me a while to figure out. It's a lot of order of operations. What can I do? One of the things I kept making the mistake of is, oh, well, I can just take this cube. Oh, but that means the tunnel goes away.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you, I find that a lot with this. is like, okay, I can do this. I've got it. This is all right. Oh, but I need that. Okay, time to rethink. If I jump into
1: the room, I can grab the cube. Oh, but there's no way to jump back out of the yeah. room again. <laughs> and, of course, it's portal. So you can't throw the cube away. For, you can't no. open the emancipation grill and then throw it through and then step off the button. That doesn't happen. Which
0: would make the game a lot easier. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's one of those things that you could actually do better in real life, but you can't have portals in real life. So that's fine. Yeah. Let's stick to the rules. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, complicated, but fun. Which is true of most of the chamber ones. I really liked the chamber sections. Yeah, for I'm me, the ch- they are what would get me to come back again.
0: Yeah. Again, there's a couple of rooms even where it's like, there's one completely unsolvable one where they've got two grills, a cube, a laser. And I, for the longest time, was like, okay, okay, I, I can't get that in there. How do I do it? How do I do it? I spent about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before I realized, oh, there's a catwalk up there. Boop. <laughs> and then this is not meant to be solved at all. Again, that's in the dialogue. Oh, was it? I missed it.
1: <laughs> Virgil says, oh, I think you can get out on the catwalk in oh, this geez, room. really." Yeah. But. I just wasn't listening. Me being the type of person I am, wondered if I could solve this puzzle. Did you puzzle. solve it? No. No. I, I think. It's wonder possible. if it is I'm- solvable. I do wonder. It seemed like I was so close. And that's the thing. When you get into the next area where you're walking behind the scenes and there are turrets, There were two rooms that have the turrets that you have to avoid Mm -hmm. or get rid of, and they were full, complete rooms, pretty much, pretty much. And I could get to the exit, but there's no power to the exit, so you can't. Is that the ones
0: where it's like all the shiny ones and the 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 hanging test chambers? You gotta like put the gels in to bounce them around. Yeah, I I I actually took a screenshot of me. I managed to set it up. I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, okay. And I floated to the door and then it's just like, my nose is pushed against the door. I'm like, oh yeah, there's no power in this room. (laughs) Why did I think this was going (laughs) to (laughs) open?
1: There's a part of me that just wanted to prove I could do it. Yeah. I can solve this one. I also hope there would be an achievement for that, but that's fine. Yeah, I just wanted to prove that I could do it. And I don't know why, but in the, the second one, the one is really just hanging off of nothing. There was something about me that thought, well, if I get to the end, Virgil will tell me something, or there's going to be a hint of some kind as to what I'm supposed to be doing because I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to just there's a little hole that you can put in a portal and then travel off across. to the
1: left, whereas I was trying to go straight across. Yeah, and I didn't pay attention because the there fact is a
0: walkway on the other side. You're like, how do I get over there? And I'm like, it's not until you like just angle yourself 45 degrees. Oh, there's a hole there. <laughs> there's a wall there. There's a tile there. Focused on the what's directly in front of me.
1: Yeah. And that was a bit of a problem, but still fun. I think it's one of those things that that would be more fun the second time through because I wouldn't feel as lost. Feeling lost was the thing that made me the most frustrated in this one. Mm -hmm. As well as the mechanic, as you were saying before about cube conservation, having to destroy a cube in order to solve the puzzle. Yes. They did that a few times and that one always seemed to stump me because it didn't feel right for some reason.
0: Yeah, I know the the one that you, you sent the picture of, you're like, how do I solve this? It's like, dude, you've solved it. <laughs> you're done. And that's the thing for my playtime, that
1: room, that tiny little room, and most of you probably won't even know it because you probably did it without even thinking about it. You, <laughs> I, know, I thought about it a lot. This was, this was a tricky room for me as well. It's so simple because you, you don't have as many things, right? It's one of those where they have really limited what you have And so, you're going to overcook it in your brain and not think of the simple solution. But you're a room with an emancipation grill and Mm, an outer kind of L-shaped area where there's a laser going to a very high point. And so, you need a portal to move that to the receptors because the receptors are on the ground. So, you basically have to get the prism cube that you push the button for from the inside room. You have to get the portals on the outside to deflect it so that you can create a portal to basically sidestep the prism cube, keeping the emancipation grill away so that you can get the cube to the outside so that you can. And this is the problem I had. I had it and I just couldn't see it for <laughs> much sooner. I was like, okay, so I can just do the same thing with the final door, but then. You know, I can just have an orange portal up at the laser and then the final door receptor on the outside. No problem. I don't even need this cube. Oh, but I do because once I stepped through the emancipation grill, now... Your
0: portals are gone. Your
1: portals are gone. And I kept thinking there must be a way to have that set up and then portal from the outside to the inside. But there isn't because you need those two portals to be what they are. And so for a long time as well, I was thinking, well... If I could just get a portal to make it fall, if I could just get a portal to make the cube fall, (laughs) I've got it set up. It's all set up. I should have just hit the button in anger or just messing around at some point and found my way out, but I didn't. So two hours of my time is probably on this tiny, (laughs) super easy room. I Uh, mean, easy once you know
0: it. Easy once you know it, but no, I was stuck for a while on this room as well because even from the get-go, there's a lot of like out-of-the-box thinking for this room and one of the ones was that It took me a while to get this. It's like, okay, so I've got the laser. The laser is pointed. I've portaled it through. And the laser is hitting the the first laser receptor. What I do with this cube, okay, I angle it, take it outside. And it's like, no, you have to actually put it on top of that so that the laser is passing through the cube and still going into the thing before you do anything. That's the first part of the trick. It's like, that took a while for me just to work out. It's like, why would you put a cube in the laser that's already going to that point? doesn't make sense, but it does once you have a brain. It's a great room. I like this room. Once C- I'd solved it. <laughs> what kills me about this
1: room, though, is that it's really just a it, tiny section tiny. part to a much bigger puzzle. <laughs> so I got here, I went, okay, well, this is going to be an easy one. And Ooh. this was the one that stopped me the most. Yeah. <laughs> in probably the whole game, this is probably the thing that stopped me the most was this one. The overgrown area, like I said, it, most of it is, it's chambers again, and, and it's fun. But then we're going to get to the Aegis section
0: at the end. Is this chapter five now? Yeah. Yeah. Chapter five is just a big gauntlet, basically.
1: It's a weird area with three sections. Yeah, you got like a hub. Yeah, so there's a hub, the three sections, and you pretty much, I think you have to do them in order, right, the doors are locked otherwise. The first one, I didn't like as much. You basically have to restart the generators,
0: This is the one I had a problem with, because the turrets are shooting at you. You have to jump on... Well, again, probably a much more elegant solution than I did, but I found that I had to jump on a handrail to jump through the window of the second generator room to throw the second switch. I couldn't get in there.
1: Okay, I didn't have to do that, but I did have a problem of getting out of the room. So getting out of the room, you have to stand near the window so they'll shoot the windows, because (laughs) one of the times they... Like, the first time, the glass broke immediately from wherever I was standing Mm -hmm. and then the second time so I had died and then the second time this is another time where the save points yeah like okay it should start me off in that room after I've hit the generator but no I have to keep starting from the beginning and I think the thing that makes it worse is just having to hear any sort of dialogue monologue over and over and over again gets really irritating to me And that was a big part of the save points, I think, is that if you don't make it to that second save point, or even if you do, there still might be some dialogue that happens at that save point every time, and I don't want that. Occasionally, it could be helpful, but other times, it's just not. And then you have to hear it over and over. When you're doing a puzzle game like this level where you can die and will die, in my case, many times, that's, that's an issue. But I jumped out of the window which I think is what you pretty much have to do because the door is locked. And I could cower behind some boxes, but you had to be in just the right spot where I would get shot. And you die pretty quickly from these ones. And I died way too many times and not really having a good place. I felt to look around and see what I was doing. I ran up the other side. You can get them to shoot the windows. Mm-hmm. But that also was a little bit tricky for me. And then you can shoot a portal at the top of that room and on the wall. So, you have to run back to the wall uh, and go okay. through. But again, you have to do it without getting shot. And I got shot again in this room. <laughs> but luckily, there's a save point to start me off in this room Okay. before trying to escape again. But then this is another part where I was like, so am I going back the way I came? Yeah. I kind of felt like, oh, there should be a way to loop around or something, not run past the turret bullets again. Mm-hmm. And I also just wanted a way to take out the turrets and we didn't get that. Yeah. It didn't feel as much portal to me. And I think that that's why I didn't like this one quite as much. The next one. So uh, you
0: get back. Yeah. What was it? You get back and then is this the one where you have to, again, run Olympian? I spent way too long in this room. When you have to change the...
1: Well, this is basically the area we were talking about before. Target
0: practice room. Is this the target practice room? No. so
1: The second one is the one we were talking about before where you're... You've got the turret rooms, the unpowered rooms hanging from the area. You've got the tunnels and the gels. Right. That's the second part.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And then the third part is where you're swapping the turrets. You go into the target area. You have to... Well, I think ideally you're meant to time it so that you're behind the targets and don't get shot instead well, of just tur- run through like I, I did.
0: did. But the turrets don't seem to kill you in this one. Like, they didn't really Not very shoot quickly. Me. Not very quickly. You, they running. can. Trust me, they oh, can. Really? There's an achievement <laughs> for this one, so they can. Oh, really? Really? The first time I made it right. Oh, yeah, there is. It's called
1: shot, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. The first time I made it right to the end. And then the second time I got shot. And, well, okay. I, I guess maybe I do to need to think about those, it. you hide behind
0: those, those like, moving boards, yeah? Yeah. I kept on jumping out onto the rail because I thought you had to get onto that back bit and there's no way to get onto that yet. You do get onto that later, but you cannot make the jump.
1: No, but I also tried to jump that. on the conveyor belt.
0: <laughs>
1: it's interesting you can get there, but you can't go anywhere from no, there.
0: and I, I managed to jump onto the rail and perch, but I just couldn't. Just put your leg over. <laughs> just like, get over there.
1: It's an okay idea to have us swap out the symbol of what they're shooting. This is very Portal Portal 2, but almost
0: a bit too Portal 2. Like, we did this. We've done this before. Yeah. But in the opposite way, we we were making faulty turrets.
1: Right. But here's the weird thing, where we change what their target is, so it's now the servers. Yeah. And then we get out, and we're in the main hub, and now we can finally go past the turrets in the hallway... And Virgil says, oh, you're probably wondering why they aren't shooting at you. It's because as soon as there's an upgrade, they immediately get replaced.
0: I didn't understand that either.
1: Well, one, how are they getting replaced here? Because there's nothing to have yeah. to replace them. And two, Aegis has already upgraded his turret. So you would think that those would be the ones to replace it. The super dangerous
0: <laughs> yeah, Tommy big ones. ones.
1: So I'm not really sure that that makes sense. I feel like they didn't quite think that through story-wise. Well,
0: I thought that they did because without the replacing part, it's like, it's a software upgrade. Like, Why would you need to replace them? The whole reason Aegis's 1s work is because they're from the 1950s and they don't have computer parts, I guess, that are the same as the turrets that we've reprogrammed. So those are like old school turrets that are just set to kill people. And so he's using the old style turrets that are not affected by the software upgrade. Okay. I'll let you fill that gap. I don't really I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole replacing thing bothered me because it's like, why would you need to actually physically replace them? It's a software thing, it's not a hardware issue. Yeah, anyway, so what? But yeah, old school versus new school, done. When we
1: get to Aegis now we have the two sides. So we have side one, which I didn't like at all, where you have to basically walk across junk because there's electricity in the water mm-hmm. again. This one, I just, I was trying to portal my way through and there were no areas to portal it through. And there's a line in the dialogue. Clearly, this must have been a part that gave people problems because there's a line of dialogue that says, hey, there's a place to put a portal above the water pipe. And you can take that. And I was, uh, uh, okay, well, it says it every time. Every time <laughs> you die, you got to hear it again. You also have to hear that whole line about, oh, it did work. Not bad for a low level. He says something about that, like, because he's low level, they would underestimate him or something. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I-, I guess that's part of your world, but I- it doesn't do anything for me. As far as then jumping across, it's like, oh, OK, yeah, I'll jump across, but it's not-, it's not what I want in this game. And then you get a turret to smash the servers. Mm-hmm. But not so much in this one, but the other side of the room. Where it's timed as well. That's a real problem.
0: I didn't die die once, though, on that other side. I died so many times. Oh, really?
1: Oh, yes. Many, many times. I had a lot of problems. So on the other side is where you have a whole lot of servers. Yeah. And you have to take the turret to the servers so that it will shoot them. Don't drop it. (laughs) Yes. Dropping it was a problem. Picking it up and it not adjusting itself to be the right direction (laughs) was a problem. Trying to take it through a portal was a problem. There were so many times where it would just fall over or it would not quite shoot. Its scope seemed to be on the last of the servers Mm -hmm. for that wall and it wouldn't shoot it. So I'd have to pick it up and move it. This kind of thing, not a huge issue until you throw the five minute time limit in. And I had a lot of problems with that. And it was mostly because of this. And then the worst part for me was then getting... So I could get the ones on the ground floor, no problem. Even into the next room, it was pretty much no problem. You have to run through and get the old school turrets out before it destroys your turret. But the momentum one jumping from the first upper level to the other side, I just couldn't seem to get the turret through. Or it would fall over as soon as I got there. And that is a timely mistake to have to go all the way back to get back through to create the momentum thing again. Because you'd have to report
0: everything every yes. time. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's why I kept dying. So it was probably five tries before I got that. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is half an hour. And yep. <laughs> <you> know, when, <laughs> that's the other thing about a timed room is you know how much time it's taking. Hmm. And you know if...
0: No, is there no achievement for running down the timer? I
1: don't think so. Oh. But there's, when you're down to 30 seconds and you know you're <laughs> not going to make it, it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. There is a way then to get onto the giant Aegis. I don't, I don't like the fact that there are servers on the robot with moving parts and tape. It doesn't seem uh, like right. that would actually work, but fine, whatever. I've got a theory about him. Okay. There is a way to momentum yourself better than what I did. Okay. I did a weird just run and jump through the
0: portal, which seemed to get me there. There's a portal right in the middle of the room that you just teleport onto his head. I mean, like, you just, yeah, you, you jump through portal portal with momentum, and it's directly yeah, yeah. onto those, but like, stairs. it's the, no. the with
1: momentum is the problem. Ah, okay. I couldn't seem to quite figure out. I think I didn't realize that the Emancipation Grill for that first room, that first raised layer, was gone now.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Because that had been there before. That's why I couldn't just run with the turret up there. So I yes, in my that's head, right,
0: that's right. It's cool. I know the the one you're talking about in
1: yeah. my head I was like well there's no way I can do that yeah. and I was very angry at this point <laughs> <laughs> because I know what you want me to do but I can't do so it How did you do it I, I I put one up on the a flat wall uh-huh. and I just ran up to it and hit jump and it just let me <laughs> it just let me get just enough because if I just ran through I would fall just short right, just right. short so I did and and three jump. times run and jump and I don't think it should work. <laughs> at least not the way portal physics works, but I think they must have had enough people during quality testing. Like,
0: just let them have it. Yeah.
1: It's at the end. All right. So we jump in. We get to log into the system. Virgil says, Hey, let's, uh, let's check and see what the system was actually after. Oh, it was after Gladys. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have shut it down. And we don't have to shut it down at this point. We have access to it. We could start it back up again. We could probably do all sorts of things like say, no toxic goo, but yes, take out Gladys. Yeah. And instead, instead, Virgil's like, oh, well, I guess we're safe. So we don't have to worry about anyone else. Let's go. Yeah. Which I'm like, well, okay, I guess, Virgil, but are you really safe? Yeah. I, I don't know. You. <laughs> and where are you? In Portal Two, then are you with all the other defective cores? I think so. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> I
0: think he was soundly punished.
1: But that's pretty much it. You do get to escape after another thank you from Virgil,
0: and that's kind of it. So, what's your theory about that? Well, I think that Aegis is. I think he is the party escort bot rehoused in. Um, you have to help me here. Party, the, party, the party escort. Escort bot is a he's a pink core basically in Portal. Do you not do you remember when GLaDOS is saying like, "Oh, the party escort bot will take you to the cake and stuff like that." And then she's like, "Please lie down on your belly with your hands behind your head in the party escort position." Yes. So at the end of Portal Two, the party escort bot you don't really see him, but you hear his big deep mechanical voice, and he's like, Ch-ch-ch. "He's like a robot and coming towards you," but in the Wikipedia page, yeah, he's a pink core. So I didn't find him as a pin core. Maybe he's in there somewhere. But I think this is why he's all like gaffer taped together and stuff like that. I think he's basically an upgraded version of himself into like this big guardian guy. And so I think think that probably 100% wrong. But I love the ending of how he basically wakes up test subject number one, who is Chell, and who has been bumped into position number one by Ratman, and everything kind of ties together really nicely. I thought this was like an icing on the cake ending. I really I really liked it because, again, they've done so much with like the, the the story and the lore from previous games, and even mixing a bit of Half-Life in there as well. And yeah, good ending.
1: I liked it a lot. There's lots of... Easter eggs that I have not found. That password to get into the system... 2056. ...is apparently all over the place, but I, I don't know what that's for It's from. the
0: developer's name, Lone Wolf 2056 Okay.
1: I enjoyed it. I know that there are definitely moments where I was incredibly frustrated, but this is more than Reloaded and more than Aputure Tag, one that I continue to think about. Yeah. And I think part of that is the overall story, the overall lore that they were able to get into this one but also just some of the puzzles some of the puzzles especially the test chamber ones were just good they just felt right they felt very portal and that made me very happy and so i will sit through any other annoying frustrating bit i don't know that i want to go on original game mode hard mode it in many ways, I think, will feel like they're just throwing obstacles in my way just to be obstacles. I never finished the challenges from the first Portal game. There were certain challenges like do this room with only one cube. Right. And I never really got into that. I like it at the level that it is. It was hard enough for me. I don't see myself wanting to jump in again to make it harder. I could see myself jumping in again just to play it like I do with Portal. Occasionally it'll be fun. And it will be a lot less frustrating the second time because I'll have a better idea of where I'm supposed to be going.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, me playing it through without taking video of it and going back now and solving it. It's like, yeah, it's just like muscle memory. It's a breeze almost. It's, it's a lot better. But yeah, difficulty is what I wanted just to like, talk about a little bit at the end. And here we are. So yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't know. People complained about it, obviously, and so they decided, oh, we have to make it easier. That's why they have the story mode. The thing I don't
1: understand is both versions exist. Do you have to beat the regular one to get the other one?
0: Ah, maybe that's why. I I, I don't know. I don't know. If that's the
1: case, I could kind of understand if people wanted to play it the original way first, and then they couldn't. That I could kind of understand,
0: but if... Both options are available to you from the beginning. Then, I, th- I think they they must be. I mean, I don't think you have to complete it in story mode to get advanced mode because advanced mode isn't advanced mode; it's original mode. It should just be it's the original game. And oh it, gosh, if if I saw original mode, I probably would have tried that first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because story mode is the first thing. It's like I didn't even I didn't even bother scrolling down to be honest. It wasn't until I was like, okay, I want to re- want to record the video. Uh, can I just dip it in chapters? And then I, I I scroll down. It's like oh advanced mode chapter one versus story mode chapter one what's this went online to like what's the difference like oh there you go so the advanced mode is original mode with all the flaws there's awkward loading times as well included everything so that it's the original game and so people must have complained about it because there are people in the comment section in steam who are like i quit after, after the the second or third test chamber i couldn't work out how to do it and I went back, and it is, it's like, a lot of it is like putting Emancipation grills in your way. So it's like, oh, how do I get that cube through there now? I've got to rethink it. The second room, you know the one where basically you got to do all the blue gel stuff to get across? It took me a while to get that. Then the next one where you're like, the orange gel to get up, it's all blocked off. It's just like, yeah, it's just like things in my way. I'm all for easy modes. Don't get me wrong. And probably that's, I'm the scum of the earth now for saying that. I like easy modes. I like story modes in games, especially action games. Cause I, I want to see the story and I want to play it. And I'm not, I'm not good at some action games. There's, there's a lot of games that I, I like to play, but I'm not good at. I wouldn't mind playing Dark Souls and, and seeing the story, but I suck at it. I wouldn't mind picking up Sekiro and playing that, but they're all champions cause like, oh, they're so hard. And like people put themselves in this elite group where it's like, you guys are a bunch of, <coughs> you know? Uh, if you can't play this game but on the other hand i kind of understand with puzzle games maybe now now i'm being you know now now maybe i'm being the I'm, now i'm being the elitist you know like but they are different for me it's like if you make an action game easier no big deal to me but i'm not a purist but if you make a puzzle game easier if i've paid money and if you really dumb down the puzzles and i'm just breezing through it it's like well why did i bother paying for this um, okay, well, this it's free. This so. game aside, it's, not, it's free. <laughs> but I mean, if we'd paid for Talos Principle and it was like, it was the dumbed down Fisher Price mode, you'd be like, man, this, is, this puzzle game sucks, you know? I get it from both angles, but I think with a puzzle game, it's a bit different to like dumb it down. I can understand their maybe anger, because if we only had advanced mode, we would have worked out a way to get through it eventually, you know? I don't know what, how it would have affected our enjoyment of the game or whatever, because I don't have a time portal from. Poor Reloaded. But, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Like, easy mode versus hard mode? Are you on board or not, not? Well, it's a challenge in
1: this one because I haven't played both versions. I think that, for me, the version I played was difficult enough. It was challenging enough. If it was too easy, then maybe I wouldn't appreciate it. But it wasn't the case. No. I didn't feel that was the case at all. So, I mean, I very much enjoyed the game that I played, so I'm happy with it. It feels to me a bit like what I was saying about the original Portal Challenges. Oh, now do this one, but with these obstacles or with less cubes, Mm. or something along those lines. I like it being the more challenging option and having both of them available, I think is good. I think the problem for me would come in when I first start playing a game, which version do I choose? And I don't know that I would, play a lot of these games if they were on dark souls level of difficulty just for the story Mm -hmm. portal has just enough story to keep it interesting it's not a world full of heavy lore the like of dark souls but i've also never finished dark souls because it was so challenging right because it was so time consuming because of the challenge i think like with everything I think it really comes down to your enjoyment level. Mm-hmm. And if you're not enjoying it, then what's the point? So when we played Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. you played on easy. I played on regular. I normally start on regular or medium or whatever the default is. For the most part, I was fine. But there were a couple of boss fights that just felt incredibly unfair. I didn't like them. After a while, I just wasn't having fun. Yeah. And with a lot of those action games... You can mid-game change your level, Mm -hmm. which I don't think with puzzle games, a lot of times you can. So you need to, (laughs) you you would need to say, oh, for this puzzle, let me do the easy level or, you know, the easy version. And you can often switch back to the level that you want. So it's kind of like with hidden object games where you have a hint system or a skip.
0: Yeah. Skip Skip this puzzle.
1: Skip this puzzle. This one is just not worth my time. Or... It's just not well set up, or I just don't see it, and I just want to get to the next part of the story. I'm not the type of person to be a purist when it comes to games. I think if they've improved the game so that there are no weird loading times, there are less bugs, that's already a big improvement. And when it comes to the levels, I don't know. I, I think that there's part of this thing where it's like this class I had for my master's program, where the professor was very, very challenging with his paper. Mm -hmm. And we turned in our final paper. And most of us had to revise the paper. That was the way he did it. He made it very, very difficult. We were all kind of shocked. (laughs) And there was a thing of, well, when you see him again, and he's talking about the next group going through the same thing, some of my peers were like, yeah, I mean, we had to do it so they should have to do it too like so you know if we all had to revise our papers then they should have to revise their papers too forever <laughs> but i think that there's part of that whole idea of well i did it so you should have to go through it too and there's something to that but i think there's also something to be said about with puzzle games we've done it and if you change it you're now changing the game that i loved before mhm why is it probably any Any game, any game. I get that way about movies. I would possibly get that way about certain games I've played, but I don't know a lot of games that well that I would possibly even notice some of those changes. Right. Because we don't replay games a whole lot. I might notice it in Portal 2 because I've played that a few times. Right. I might notice it in the original Bioshock Mm -hmm. because I've played that a few times, but I don't know that there's a lot that I would actually notice the difference enough to say something, but the people who are complaining are the people who not just love this game, but live this game. These are the people who have probably done the 17 minute speed runs and those (laughs) kind of things. And to them, I mean, these games mean a lot to us, but I don't think it will ever mean as much as it does to some of these people. Harry Callahan has made a career, I think, out of his... Out of Valve. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think that I will ever be on his level of love for the Portal games, even though I absolutely love them. Yeah. I don't think I'm on that level. I'm not creating parody songs about them while animating them using assets from the game. Voice acting in them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really sticky issue, but I feel it's kind of like the achievements. When it comes to achievements... We've talked about this before. There are some purists that say, well, you can't use any walkthroughs. You have to figure it all out on your own. I'm not like that. If I'm not having fun doing it, I'm eventually going to stop doing it. And I, there's a level to the challenge that I enjoy. And I think for this one, they found a level that I enjoy, and I'm not sure how I'd feel about a harder one.
0: Yeah, I think the the whole thing is both sides should just shut up about it it's like chill out yeah it's like does it affect your enjoyment of the game if I play it on easy no shut up like just get a grip but the problem is and I can see this being an issue is where people play the hard mode and then give it a negative review on Steam this is too hard the whiners as what they're, what we're lovingly known as in Portal Stories Mel these guys who are giving the the game the bad bad rep leaving it a negative review here and there obviously cuz it's overwhelmingly positive anyway but like you're complaining cuz it's because it's too difficult or on the flip side where they've made the story mode and now people are going oh it's actually too easy you know and giving it a negative review yeah don't bad mouth it just because it's too hard or too easy for you cuz other people will enjoy it everybody just needs to chill out yeah
1: with this type of game it's mostly about do the puzzles make sense if you were to play them again, would you understand what you're doing and why? And do the mechanics work well? Yeah.
0: And for Mel, I think it's pretty spot on. Yep. Gaps filled or more gaps created.